Amen. Thank you, guys. Well, you guys can have a seat. Yes, please clap. That was beautiful and wonderful, and I agree with everything. Um, guys, thanks for being here. Welcome again to church. I think it's always a privilege to worship. I, we had a friend that used to say, we'll never get another moment like this on this side of eternity. And I think that's awesome. And that's really what we're going to be celebrating tonight. Um, I mentioned this earlier, but tonight is one of my favorite nights of the year, and it's because it's our testimony night. And I'll explain what that looks like in just a minute for all you internal processors. Grace to you. Um, but as we look at testimony, kind of how this is going to work is I'm going to take 10 minutes and just kind of walk us through some realities of what testimony is. And then after that, we're going to open the floor for you all to give testimony to the glory of God for his presence in your life, for his purpose in your life, for his provision in your life. So if you're wondering what these extra microphones are up here to my right and left, surprise, it's for you. Really for the Lord, but you get my drift. Um, but before we go into that... I mean, even as someone who hears the word testimony all the time, I just want to revisit what that looks like. Testimony, the word itself, it's Latin, and it comes from the word testimonium, S-A-T word, meaning witness. It means witness. And tonight's going to be about that. It's going to be witnessing, again, to the presence of God in our lives, to the purpose of God in our lives, and the provision of God in our lives. And it will be an open opportunity to glorify God and encourage others through these things in our lives. So again, after I speak, we're going to be open the opening the floor. So if you need to take 10 minutes and just tune me out and spend time with God and recall those things, do it. I won't be offended, I promise. Uh, but for the rest of you who are tuning in with me right now, here and online, um, there's just four realities of many of testimony that I want to invite us into considering before we begin. And the first reality is this, and this is something I actually think about every time I come to church, and it's something I hope I never get sick of. And it's the reality that we would not be here today without the people of God being witnesses to the glory of God. Like, you may be familiar with this passage in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, but let's listen to it again with just fresh ears and fresh eyes. Context. Christ has just risen from the dead. He's been crucified for our sins. He's in the ground for three days, and he resurrects, and he goes, and he meets his disciples who are still kind of like unsure if this is the real deal. And he comes, and he meets them outside of Galilee, and he has this to say to them in verses 18 through 20. He tells them, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always till the end of the age. To the end of the age. This is him telling this group of men and women who have been awaiting his resurrection to go and to witness, to go and testify to this good news that he is alive, he is risen, and then to go and teach them everything that Jesus has taught them. And just to stop and think, like, this started in Galilee nearly 2,000 years ago in the ancient Near East, and here we are in Westlake Village, California, talking about it today. Like, nations and empires have risen and fallen. There have been priests and kings whose names we will never know, but we know the name of Jesus because of these men and women witnessing to the life of Jesus on this earth. So it began with the apostles, and it finishes with us. And not just us here in this room, in this context, in the United States, but believers all around the world. 
and every tribe and tongue proclaiming the good news of the purpose, the presence, and the provision of Jesus to those who know him and those who don't. So why is it important to become witnesses? So that all may know the love of this loving God, proclaiming this good news. Which brings us to the second thing I want to consider, this reality of testimony, and it's this. Testimony is not just a one-time story of how Jesus saved us. It's not just a one-time story of how Jesus saved us. Testimony is an invitation to become a witness to who God is in and through our lives. And don't get me wrong, like, we're often asked, what's your testimony? I think this is a really common question within the church, especially the Western Evangelical Church. Like, somehow we've boiled it down to this one definitive moment in our lives where we accept Jesus. And that's not a bad thing. That's a wonderful, praiseworthy thing. But I know even for many of us, we're like, I don't even know if I can pinpoint that moment in time. But really, it goes beyond that because accepting Jesus isn't the end. That's not like the period at the end of our story of testimony. It's actually the beginning of our testimonies. And again, as we consider who Jesus is, we want to consider what he is up to in our lives from that moment we decide to make him Lord of our life, the power, the effectiveness of God in our lives. And if we look back again at that verse out of Matthew 28, for these early apostles, it was their walk with Jesus. Like walking with Jesus who was fully man and fully God was this radical concept that changed their lives forever and actually changed the course of history. And that was what they were witnessing to. And in a very similar way, our walk with the Holy Spirit, who Jesus has given us access to, that is what comprises our testimonies. Because you see here in John 14, 12, these are the words of Jesus to his disciples before he is crucified. So this is before in his ministry. He tells them, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do and greater works than he will do because I am going to be with the Father. Like that is a radical concept for Jesus to be like, listen, the, the hope of the world, me, I'm going away, and my plan A is to leave the Spirit of God with you, trusting that you will go and witness and tell people who I am, show the works of my Father on this earth so that everyone will know till the end of time. Like, that's a lot of trust. And, like, can I just pause and say in this, like, Jesus trusts us. Like, God trusts us. We're not that trustworthy, but he trusts us. He gives us his Spirit because he's like, listen, on your own, you probably couldn't accomplish this. Even the boldness to tell people of who I am or even see this redemption, this change in your lives. But that's why I'm spending, sending you the Holy Spirit. Like we talked about last week, this advocate who will remind you of my teachings. It's the same passage out of John 14 where Jesus says, I'll send an advocate when he's talking about the one who's going to give them wisdom and comfort and peace while he's gone. And this presence of the Holy Spirit, this partnership with the Holy Spirit, helps us to continue to fill the purpose of God on this earth. What is this purpose? It's to encourage, it's to heal, it's to reconcile, it's to forgive, and it's to redeem in the name of Jesus. And what's more, Jesus is a friend worth sharing. If you, if you follow our worship team at all, they, they wrote this beautiful song called I Have a Friend. But truly, like, we have a friend in the person of Jesus. We have an advocate in the Holy Spirit. We have a father in God himself. 
And just like, like I have a friend tonight, I'm not gonna call her out, but she brought one of her really good friends here. And she's been telling me about this friend for like a week and I'm like, I need to know this woman, she sounds incredible. And in that same way, like this is the invitation that we have with the Lord. Like this person we spend time with all the time. He is a friend we're sharing and there's actually power in that sharing of who the Lord is in our lives. Third reality of testimony. Testimony in this, in this active relationship with the Lord, cultivates eyes to see and ears to hear God. Like God chooses to reveal himself to us in personal ways. And tonight we're going to take time and we're going to hear that, like how the alive and active God, what he's up to in our lives. Like how incredible, how encouraging to hear from people you know well, people you've never met before. And it, it, it reminds me of how Paul writes to the churches in Rome. And he says this. It's a very well-known verse. But it's a, it's a simple, simple truth that can be so radical. He's telling them, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That by the testing, you may, re- you may discern what the will of God is. What his good and acceptable and perfect, perfect will is. It's like, how do we know the will of God? How do we know what God is like? And it's the more time we take to sit in his presence, to read his word, to listen to his voice and his promptings. And if you're like, I don't even know where do we begin, it's cultivating eyes and ears to see God and then to speak of God and then to hear what God is doing, not only in our lives, but in the world around us. As Brian Williams likes to say, like, what is God up to and into and all about? Where do we learn those things? It's by his word, by his presence, and by his people. And we have access to all of those things. It's not unsimilar to getting to know a friend well. Like, have you ever gotten to know someone? It could be a friend. It could be a romantic interest. But you, like, learn things about them, and then you're out in the world, and you're, like, shopping, and you, like, see a pair of shoes, and just, like, subliminally, you're, like, they would really like that. Or, like, to the point where, like, you're, like, the marketing feed on your, like, Facebook and Instagram starts to show, like, the things your friends like because you're talking about it, because you're looking for them, you're searching them. It's the same with God. We cultivate this sense of being able to discern where God is in the world, what his heart is like, what his will for for our lives really is. And it starts to become like this innate sense, but it takes this discipline of looking for it, of seeking it out, of testifying, of witnessing, and then listening to others as they witness to who God is. We cultivate the ability to see and experience and hear this God in an ongoing and an intimate way. He never runs out of things to say. He never stops moving. That brings us to our fourth and final reality for tonight at least. And it's that testimony is to the glory of God and for the freedom and transformation of ourselves and others. There is power in your testimony. There is power in you witnessing to and talking about Jesus in your life. And I don't think there's, in my opinion, a better passage of scripture than in Revelation. And if you know the book Revelation, it's the last book in the Bible. This is like the climax of humanity. Like this is a look ahead. Um, It's like a prophetic vision of kind of the end times. This is what's going to happen when Christ returns to make all things right. Like all the brokenness in the world, he's going to redeem and restore. He's going to judge the living and the dead. And there's this climactic scene where you have Satan, also known as the deceiver of the world, our accuser, um, who loves to tell us lies and contradict Jesus. And it's in this final battle of revelation. Here's the picture, and it's talking about 
Satan. It says, now the salvation and the power of the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brothers, Satan, our enemy. And he has been thrown down, he who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb, referring to Jesus, and the word of our testimony. The word of our testimony, for they love not their lives even unto death. Like, this is incredible to consider that they're like the sacrificial blood of Jesus paired with your testimony. The story of the ongoing effects of the blood of Jesus in your life is what conquers the accuser. It's what throws down Satan, not just in the end times, but today. There is power in the name of Jesus to overcome darkness to contradict and put to rest the lies of the enemy, to bring people into freedom. Paul writes to the Galatians and he tells them it's for freedom you've been set free. No longer bow to the yoke of slavery. When we know the truth of who God is, we're able to walk forward. And just like we can discern his voice, we can discern the things that are not of God, that are not of true, not just for ourselves, but for others. We need this because the enemy, as long as we are alive, he's going to come for our peace, for our joy. He loves to tell lies about God. And it's just not true. We have the power of God. We have the spirit of God to cut through those things, but we also have a community of the people of God. And when we testify to Jesus, there is power. There's just power in the name of Jesus alone. Henry Nouwen, yes, I'm still reading Henry Nouwen in my Advent. We love the Dutch philosopher. Um, He says this. He says, names tell stories. Most of all, the name which is above every other name, the name of Jesus, In his name, I am called to live. His name has become my house, my dwelling place, my refuge, my ark. His name has to start telling the story of being born, growing up, growing old, and dying, revealing a God who loved us so much that he sent his only child to us. There is power in asking someone how Jesus is working in and through their lives. There is power in calling on the name of Jesus and proclaiming the name of Jesus when we look to the provision in our lives, when we look to the purpose that's found in our lives. We need the reminder of the power of Jesus. Like, I need it daily. And from scripture, absolutely. But also from the people I'm surrounded by, from my community. The witnessing to Jesus the fact that he conquers the lies of the enemy, the enemy, that reminder casts out fear. That reminder casts out fear. Witnessing causes our souls to rise up in truth and power of who God is, but not just for ourselves, right? For other people. So tonight, as we pause and we take time to consider where have you seen God in your life? Where have you seen his presence, his purpose, and his provision? I just want to ask ourselves, where have you seen God move in your life this past year? And before we open the floor, I just want to say, like, it doesn't have to be the grandest story. It doesn't have to be this wild moment in time. But if it involves Jesus, if it involves the Lord, the Holy Spirit, then it's a story worth telling. It doesn't have to be longer in depth as long as it's about Jesus. So the way that this is going to work um, like I said, we have these two mics on my left and my right. I'll be emceeing, so for all of you, it's like, is there, will, will there be an awkward pause? Probably. Um, but take time to consider these things and just come up when you're ready. I'll give you the go-ahead. Introduce yourself. 
I get nervous and I'll often forget that, but just say your name, take your time. Um, one thing we'll ask is just that you step maybe a foot or two back from the mics. We wanna keep everyone healthy. Um, don't touch the mics unless it's, it's falling, then please touch the mics. Um, but yeah, so we're just gonna kind of leave the space open, give ourselves 30 or 40 minutes. Um, if we need more time than that, great. If we need less, awesome. We're just gonna feel it out. But to begin, we have our friend AJ, who's gonna kick us off with a testimony. Thank you, AJ. Hey guys. Um, I was told to come up here. Sarah texted me and I was like, oh, I really wish that she didn't ask me to do this. <laughs> but here we are, here we are. I was asked and now I'm, now I'm present. Uh, you guys all get to volunteer. I've been voluntold. So, um, she said I have three minutes. Now, anyone who knows me knows that I like to talk. So I'm literally gonna set a timer and be like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm being held accountable that I'm not gonna talk for longer than three minutes. There you go, there we go. Um, so, 2021, uh, so these are not your whole life testimonies. This is just like testimony of what God's done this year. Um, I'm sure we can all agree 2021 was the easiest year ever, right? No challenges whatsoever in 2021. It's been great, so smooth. Uh, that's a lie, I'm, I'm capping. Um, when I, I'm the kind of guy who I set a lot of goals. I use the entire month of January every year to kind of, you know, hey, you know, seek the Lord's face and see, like, oh, you know, what are my goals for the year? And I'll, I'll divide them up by different areas of my life, and maybe I'll have, like, 20 goals or so for the new year. Uh, for 2021, um, as I look back, I actually looked while I was sitting down earlier, and I accomplished zero of the goals that I set out for myself this year. Now you're thinking to yourself, AJ, this is supposed to be a testimony. You're supposed to talk about the good stuff that happens. You're, not, you're, you're doing it wrong. It's like, no, actually, uh, this is kind of the testimony um, it's that, uh, uh, for those that don't know, I studied music production in college. So, um, we know what is a music producer? Some people think like, oh, so you make beats, right? Well, no, it's not necessarily. I, I work with artists to try and, uh, take their ideas or, you know, what they might want a song to be and turn it into something that's actually out there for people to enjoy. Um, and so there were about, you know, four different artists that I was working with this year. Um, and each of those artists, you know, do you want to know how many songs that they put out this year? Zero. None. Uh, I accomplished none of my goals. None of the artists that I worked with put out any songs. None of the songs they worked on ended up getting released. Um, again, AJ, you're doing it wrong. It's supposed to be a testimony. What did God do? Not what did not happen. Um, I read this verse earlier this year that said... Um, it's Proverbs 11.10. When the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. When the wicked perish, there are shouts of joy. Um, so the beginning part is like, oh, when the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. Um, I think the important part of that passage is not the prosper part, um, but it's the, it's the righteous part. It's this idea that we often live lives and live in a culture that's very much like, oh, what can you accomplish and what can you do? Um, but not a lot of focus put on, like, what kind of person are you becoming? What kind of character do you have? Um, and I, throughout this year and all the craziness, you know, and all the, um, I had some crazy stuff happen with family recently. I had a friend who, you know, um, she saw her, her made nameless. 
but who's been walking with me through quite a bit of it and um, has helped me on this journey of, oh, there goes, there goes the timer. See, see, this is, this is a problem. You, you have um, more time. You're allowed. Oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, as we had, you know, conversations about all these things, you know, there was one day um, before I met this person, right, I got an email from a, like a local a business called Sideshow. They like make figurines for movies and stuff. And they sent out a thing with like a job opportunity opening for a video editor. I was like, oh, okay, like they make collectibles and stuff. They want someone to come by and, you know, help edit their podcast or whatever. Cool, I can work with, you know, props and stuff for movies. That'd be fun. Um, I kind of applied for the job as a joke. Um, and little did I know, uh, I got, uh, you guys have heard of getting catfished, right? Well, I got job fished. Uh, I was, I was not, I did not end up working for a collectibles company. I ended up making TikToks for vegans. Um, I know you're thinking to yourselves, what does that mean? Uh, well, I, again, started the year off with this idea of like, hey, I'm a music producer. What I'm supposed to do is I'm supposed to make music. I'm supposed to help artists make music. And now I'm ending the year. And literally yesterday, I was finishing up a thing about why you should go plant-based in 2022, you know? <laughs> and it's, it's, it's so, it's crazy. Um, but as I, uh, as I think about all of the things that have happened, um, and I've, you know, I think of the relationships that I've built, I think about the ways that I've grown in character, regardless of my circumstances. I think about even in the face of, you know, family members or, you know, like a close uh, friend and mentor of mine passed away earlier this year. Um, all these different things that have happened, they've all been situations that have grown me and helped me become, you know, a better person and stuff. And even this job, making TikToks, uh, it's kind of silly, but it's one that's helped me grow as a video editor and helps me, like I end up, I've, I've gotten to meet amazing people and get so much perspective from people who are older than I am. Um, and so, you know, as we fast forward and as the year kind of started to come to a close, the second half, this friend that I met, um, she sent me this podcast. Um, and the title of the podcast was literally the, the phrasing of how my entire year has been. I was, before, I was a person who was all about accomplishing, who was all about how can I meet my goals, how can I do the things. Um, title of the podcast, Becoming Something. My life is not about the things I can accomplish. My life's not about the things that I help other people accomplish. My life's not about um, how good my circumstances are. Uh, but it's more about who am I becoming? You know, what is the work that God's doing inside of my heart day in and day out? And I've seen that consistent thread. As all my plans failed, uh, I saw God do beautiful things in my life and use me to do, I'm just, you know, beautiful things in other people's lives. And I'm like, man, you know, it, it was a hard year. And I think we can all kind of agree there. But, um, but whether or not the year was good, God is still good. Right. And so that's, that's, that's the whole testimony. That's the whole thing. See, I went over three minutes, but I, hey, we, we did Worth it. it. We Worth did it. it. All right. So floor is open. Thank you, AJ.
Yeah, come on up. Yeah, if you want to come, please come on down. Hey. Thanks, Anthony. You're welcome. Is this, can you hear me? I don't know. Should I step closer? That's Trying to like gauge a foot. No, that's, that's right good, in front of that's my good. face. Okay. Yeah, just don't Hi. spit. Perfect. <laughs> um, Anthony, uh, I'm a freshman in college. Um, yes. Um, dang. Crazy year. Really? Yeah. I think AJ hit it on the head. Where's AJ? Hi, AJ. Hi. Um, yeah, crazy. Uh, so apart from, you know, starting college, which is a huge thing, um, I just want to reflect kind of on the area of just anxiety in my life and, and um, sort of a possession I put on it. I would, I would call it my anxiety. And um, oftentimes it's like, oh, I'm anxious. We say that like nothing. We say, I am this, when God clearly says we're something different. And I think it's interesting <coughs> to start thinking about who does God actually say we are and how much do we actually believe that. Yeah. And I think it's cool because I was, okay, so I went to college. You're going to have to keep me on time here. <laughs> so, so I trust you're you. Good, you're good. You're preaching now, so you can no, keep no, going. No, praise That's God. Fine. No, no. but um, honestly, like, so cool to see what, what God will do when you act regardless of how you feel about it. When you take the steps, right, when you know, no, this is, this, like, I trust, I trust God to come through here. I expect him to do it. Mm -hmm. He said he'd do it, so he's going to do it, yeah. right? And, and I might not feel like it, and I might have Satan asking, well, what about this, what about that? And other voices that you, like, picture or imagine in your head, but it's, no, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm just going to take the step, because I've seen God do it before, and he's going to do it again. Yeah. So I had a week where I was, like, super... I, I let anxiety kind of take over, and I didn't eat for a week. I almost passed out. My friend got me in the car like, I need to just go to the hospital. And my dad's like, no, you need to eat food. Like, you haven't been eating food. And I was like, I can't. Like, my stomach hurts. And he's like, yes, you can. Like, you got to eat. You just got to eat food. So I started with crackers, and then I ate some, um, or I drank some apple juice. And my stomach was still, like, killing me just because it's like a pit. I was anxious. I was away from home, homesick. It was scary. Um... But I got better because I started eating. I started doing things. And the thing I learned, and God was telling me, like, Anthony, I've equipped you to take care of these things, too. I've equipped you to walk forward in an authority mm -hmm. of sorts. Yeah. And I love this, this verse has been my, or this kind of couple verses has been awesome to me. Um, and he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Yeah. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So the focus, right? Also seek first his kingdom and all the rest will be given to you. The idea is you seek him first, right? And that's our, what we rejoice in. And what's cool is now I can live in that regardless of how feelings may tempt me. Yeah, I might feel some, okay, I see that. I acknowledge that, I address that, but you don't have authority over me. I can walk forward regardless of that. So that's my testimony. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Wow. Are you looking for a part-time job? Because I could use a co-minister. <laughs> Thank you, Anthony. Yeah, and if anyone else, you are welcome to just get up and take a mic. Or if you want to come and ask, you can too. 
Hello, I think uh, this year it's all about embracing hurt and healing. It's a lot of ups and downs, but I am brave enough now to say, hey, uh, I deal with a psychotic disorder and I take two medicines for it. So you're not alone if you ever feel like you're dealing with um, mental issues or family issues. Um, luckily, I have my mom. My mom is a big part of a light in my life, and so is God. He saved my life a couple of times, as well as my mom. And this year, uh, it has to do with a lot of um, healing and being able to talk about that hurt and also listening to God's voice uh, miraculously. like. For the four years, I've been mostly unemployed. So you guys who feel alone, like I haven't accomplished anything, I feel stuck, I feel still. That's okay, because in that moment, I downloaded this app called Delingual, and I figured out my passion is learning languages. And now I want to become a foreign language teacher, uh, specifically teaching French. Um, but my dream is just to go to Japan and live there for three years and go to France and live there for two, one year. And it's been a little easier to open up about things of what I want and telling people about my journey. Like there's little bits and pieces out into this room of like, hey, uh, God's been telling me this or God is working in me. I, I always tell people God is working in me or God is healing something or, uh, yeah, I've been just trying to hear his voice and I've been reading a lot too about, um, you know, God sometimes gives us what we want. Like I, I want to put this story out there before I leave the mic, but, um, the story of Rachel um, and Leah and their sisters. Leah is the younger one and Rachel is the older one. And I believe his name is Jacob. And and he has a brother, E-A-U. I don't know how to say that. Okay. Um, and in her journey, it wasn't perfect. Her marriage wasn't perfect. A lot of these marriages in the Bible aren't perfect, including Sarah's, for example. Um, but, you know, for Rachel, she was very jealous of her sister who was being uh, able to get pregnant, you know, and that was considered God's blessing back in the day. And Rachel um, couldn't conceive, and it was meant to glorify God, but God still gave her what she wants. And it's interesting because uh, Jacob, um, he... He was given a promise from God. You're going to prosper over here if you go over here, basically. And it was through his children. And those children uh, basically became big people in the Bible. And it's very interesting how he works through his promises, kind of gives you what he wants, uh, sometimes even if it's not in his plan. Uh, Rachel, uh, I mean, is it Rachel? Rachel died. The after giving the second birth to, I believe, to his sec second son. There's two sons. Um, 
But yeah, that's all I had to say. I, I think that, that story has helped me, and these stories have been helping me uh, recognize. I'm getting better at theology, so I'm reading more theology books. Like, C.S. Lewis is good, just in case you guys don't know that. C.S. <laughs> Lewis is good if you're a, definitely if you're a beginner in uh, faith, because I know everyone's in a different place. Some people might not, like I've had a friend that uh, hasn't really felt the Holy Spirit that well in his journey, and um, he has been feeling it like this year, year and a half, which is a good thing. So yeah, I know, I know some people might be in like different journeys right now, but that's all I gotta say. Woo! Thank you, Eileen. I would just like to say that Tyler told me that if I went up, he would come up, so he's next. Woo! Um, I just want to affirm that this is scary, um, but God was really nagging on my heart that um, the story I'm going to share, like, I believe that God saved my life this year, and if I truly believe that, like, he didn't save my life so that I wouldn't tell people. He saved my life so that I would share it. So um, this past summer, I um, went on a work trip to El Salvador, and it was amazing, um, and I came back. And a couple of days later, I got very, very sick. And I was away from here in Los Angeles. I was in San Diego. And I was in a hotel room. And I thought, dang, I got COVID. And I'm going to get a bunch of different people sick. And I felt so bad. Went and got COVID tested, was negative. Was like, dang, I just have a really bad case of the flu. And so I'll just wait it out in this hotel room for a couple of days till I can drive home safely. And so I was waiting it out, waiting it out, and I just kept getting worse and worse and worse, and I couldn't stand, and I couldn't even make it to the bathroom, and it was that bad. Um, but it never occurred to me, maybe I should go to the hospital. Never. Um, and luckily, my boss's boss um, was like a mother bear, and she was like, I will literally pay for a car to come pick you up and take you to the hospital. Uh, luckily, that didn't need to happen because we had lots of other work people around, and I had a friend actually volunteered to drive me back to LA to come to Los Robles, the hospital here, to get treated for whatever my sickness was. Um, so we got in the car that morning and we started driving back um, to LA, it's a two hour drive, and about 30 minutes in, I started getting worse and worse. I just kept deteriorating and my neck seized up and luckily, uh, she was also a nurse. And so she recognized these symptoms in me that no other person would have recognized um, and said, we're stopping at the nearest hospital. So. Stopped at the nearest hospital and wheeled into the ER and they took a look at me, started taking my blood and all that and they're like, so you're going into sepsis and that is very bad. If you don't know what sepsis is, it's when your blood is infected and basically your organs start to kind of slowly shut down. Um, and so they wheeled me right in and I started getting all the meds, which was great. So I got treated and I was in the hospital for five days. Um, but I think like Sarah said, like the Holy Spirit gives us the ability to see God working in scenarios. And so when I look back on that time, I'm struck by like the timing of it all. Like I didn't look up what my sickness was till I got back. I didn't know what sepsis was. Like God protected me like from that fear in the hospital in real time. But later I learned that like sepsis can kill you in like 12 hours. And I was probably several hours into that already. If I had not been on my way to a hospital, like if, I, if my boss's boss had not sent me to a hospital, I probably would have died in the hotel. If I had not had my friend who was a nurse recognize that I was getting worse and stop immediately at the nearest hospital, I probably would have died in five o'clock LA traffic, like trying to get back here to a hospital. And so just seeing God's like very specific timing and his hand 
to like set up these scenarios that things would happen in a very specific way so that I would get the exact help that I needed at the exact time to save my life. And it sounds dramatic and I hate, it feels like, oh, I'm making this about me, like I almost died, but like God saved me, you know? Um, and so there was, there was also like some of the worst suffering that I've ever had in my life in that hospital bed. And I was only there for five days, but I experienced like the worst pain in my life. I experienced like the fear of, of uh, being abandoned. Like there was a time period where I was pressing the button and no one was coming for minutes and minutes and I was just in the worst pain. And so that fear of like, I'm not gonna get help. And so just experiencing suffering in a way that I hadn't before and being able to look back, like having made it through and say like, wow, what did God teach me in that? And what ways has he given me new compassion for people who like that I will meet that are going through those things. And like, then I came home from the hospital and for two weeks I was recovering it was slow and it was awful, but like to watch my community come around me and serve me and allow myself to be served gives me new eyes of ways that I can serve others in that kind of scenario. And I, you know, I just, I never knew what it was like to be in a hospital bed. And now like anytime anyone I know, like I hear, oh, they're in the hospital, I, I have a new lens for that and a new compassion for that. Um, yeah, and it just like teaches like how I can pray for people differently and just serve people. and. Um, yeah, I think looking back to at those like very specific ways people can be like, oh, it, like it's a good thing that like you had your nurse friend drive you, or it's a good thing that your boss like told you to go to the hospital. But like the sounds so cheesy, but like that was a God thing. Like I don't believe in coincidences of things. Like that was God's hand for sure. Um, and yeah, just knowing that God uses our suffering, like He does not waste anything in His economy. That He uses everything for the good of those that love Him. And so that is my encouragement to you. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. Woo! Making good on his promise, Tyler. And yes, it is true. I had her come up here. So in the past, there have been things about me that, I've, that have held me back, things I've been too afraid to say. It wasn't, an, I've in, deep down been ashamed of it. Thought that it was punishment for me just being alive to begin with. It wasn't until a few months ago that, that God made me realize that in order for me to live a happier life is to embrace that, this, this part of me that I've kept secret. That part of me is I was born on the autistic spectrum, and I've held that, like personally, again, as something I felt that I should be ashamed of. But it wasn't until, again, this past summer that God made me realize that, that embracing that, that's who I, that this is who I am will allow me to be able to fully live how God wants me to, or at least be more in the direction that he wants me to. And that's also allowed me to realize some other things too. Like for instance, I'm gonna shout it out here, but I volunteer with our special abilities ministry. And it wasn't until, until I realized to embrace it that I then realized maybe I was born on the spectrum it was so that I would be able to use that to be able to serve and minister to families in the 
special abilities community. And now that I like see that that's quite possibly the reason why I, I'm serving in this ministry, it's let's just say let's just say that I thank God for al allowing me to be able to have the strength to be able to come out and say this to heck just being up here to begin with is already for me scary enough but but given that I don't know the majority of you and coming out and saying that it's like I guess I don't just like in my mind only proven that like the amount of growth that God has allowed me to grow with in these just these last few months alone so that's all. Woo! We love you, Tyler. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hi, my name is Sasia. Um, Honestly, I'm very emotional because, like, I love hearing the Lord working in other people's lives. Um, honestly, I I wasn't going to be a Christian anymore, and the Lord brought me back to him. I grew up in the church, and so, but the way I grew up, it was just very, like, lonesome Christian trying to do it on your own. Um, never occurred to me how much the Lord wanted us to be in community. Um, and honestly, this year has been a beautiful year, even though it was like, it was bad, but it was a beautiful year because the Lord really like had our attention. We were able to pay attention to what he was doing. We were able to, uh, quiet all the noise that was happening. And honestly, uh, I, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for him. He, he met me in my brokenness and I was literally in my room, and I got on my knees, and I told the Lord, like, okay, I'm serious about you. Like, here I am. Like, And then, like, the next day, like, every it was crazy. It wasn't, like, a physical change, but it was, like a, like, a spiritual change. Like, my heart posture changed, and, like, just the way I, I viewed the Lord. And I keep learning more and more about the Lord every day, and... He brought me to, I never thought that I would be a leader or even, I never even felt like I was um, supposed to be a leader and the Lord brought me to here and I volunteer at HSM and that's been a blessing and um, I don't, I just, I'm just like so like happy to know that there's other people that believe in Jesus and I'm not the only one, you know, <laughs> um, and I also wanted to praise him for basically saving my my life and my whole family because today our house would have burnt down and yeah it was uh, insane and praise God that no one was burned and it was only the stuff that was burned and the house was saved so that was really good so yeah <laughs> thank you Cecilia thank you that's good
feel like this microphone's shorter, so. Hey guys, my name is Travis, um, and I honestly, probably just gonna be up here for a couple minutes. Uh, but I just want to say thank you guys for being. You guys, y'all are so inspiring. Uh, I mean, AJ, you just like hit it straight off, uh, hit, or hit it right on the head with like this has been a tough year for all of us uh, in so many different ways, obviously. And uh, Anthony, Anthony, right? Okay, cool, dude. Loved your story. Um, that was just like I related to that in a lot of ways that. This past year uh, has been difficult for me in my own personal ways, but like I really allowed uh, lies from the devil, the world, you know, the insecurities I deal with, the personal things I deal with that are hard, uh, really get an uncomfortable grip on me. And uh, that was really brutal. That's probably something I've been going through this year more than ever. Um, and like I've really like noticed like spiritual attacks a lot more on, on myself and uh, like having to like pull over and be like, well, I need to like pray about this. This is like, I can't, this this like hurts my head. Um, and I just wanna say like, again, like this community going to YA, like you guys are like so impactful to me personally. And I know for all, all of us, because hearing like your guys' stories is inspiring. Like hearing the word being preached here is inspiring. And you know, it helped, I mean, <laughs> just really just like a thank you to all of you, like I don't, like anything you guys do, I mean, here is just so amazing, and I'm just really appreciative to it. There's this show, um, <laughs> this is sort of embarrassing talking about a church. Uh, there's a show called Yellowstone. Has anyone heard of it? Yeah, yeah it's a really good show, right? Really, a lot of awful people, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I've been uh, I've been watching that. I just started watching that show um, a little bit recently. I mean, uh, really beautiful show, really well done, but you know, really awful people and. Um, <laughs> Something I've gotten from it so far is that, uh, you know, it's about, if you haven't seen the show, uh, it's a lot to do with about family, and uh, it's made been made clear to me that um, a family slash another family are has died or is dying, and uh, they're just, like, walking corpses, and that, like, life doesn't matter. It's just about doing what they want. Like, they're completely about themselves, and completely bitter about what happened, about what has happened, and, like, because what ha happened to them happened, like, it doesn't matter. They're just going to continue being the monsters they are. Um, and it's just, like, that, just, like, I can, s I, there's so many times where I'm just, like, this is exhausting trying to be, like, a AJ, like you were saying, like, it's about who you are and, like, creating, like, your character. Like, it shouldn't be as much as, like, what can you accomplish? And it's, like, I, I relate to that as well too. Like I think about, you know, it's not so much about what I'm accomplishing, it's about who I am. And it's, that's hard to like look at yourself every day and, and first of all, like take a step away from like the personal success you have to have in your life, but then to also just like work on yourself. Like that is like <laughs> one of the most difficult things, if not the most difficult thing in my life. And uh, like, I don't wanna be, there's so many moments where I just like, I just wanna drop all this church stuff, all this religious stuff, because it's like, wow, I have had certain things in my life be in my life hurt me every day for my entire life, and it's never changed. And it's like, there's all these lies in my head that that is always gonna that that's always gonna be the way. It's never gonna change. And I mean, dude, it's so inspiring to hear. And I do know I've heard it from, bef from people before that like, you know, just stepping in obedience and having faith in God is just so good and so important. And He does show up, and you need to show up every day regardless of how you're feeling and y I mean I can't even say I know what it feels like to 
see that breakthrough but i do believe that it's real and i see it in your guys lives every day and i just want to say thank you guys you guys are you guys are amazing and I, I praise god for speaking through you guys and just being yourselves so thank you thank you travis i appreciate you Woo! yes yeah hello i don't usually do stuff like this but i heard the audible voice of jesus say go so i'm like it's not something you want to ignore. It's a good sign. Um, so I don't know about you guys, but for me, something that I even started writing about recently was this article that's basically called When Your World Blows Up. And the reality is all of our worlds have blown up the last two years. Like, that's not something that's personal to me, but it's something I've felt personally this year. And um, in the past, I found myself having a ton of identity in, like, my work my accomplishments, even like how I look, how I behave, how I'm perceived, all of that has mattered a tremendous amount to me. But what's interesting is when all of that matters and your world blows up and everything is stripped from you, you really have to evaluate what's, what is here? What do I cling to? What's next? Like, where do I go from here? Um, and so I found myself slowly throughout the year feeling that, but really the height of it was when I had COVID. It was probably about August. And in that season, I felt like every relationship in my life, my friends, my uh, romantic relationship, my family, my work, everything in my life was unknown. Everything in my life felt like there was some kind of demise or there was a demolishing going on. And I was completely left there, like sick, broken, barren, like, okay, Jesus, like what, where do I go from here? I haven't been here in a long time. And it's insane how much three things can really shape us and change us. And I believe those three things are really simple. Intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit, the word of God, and vulnerability. And when we have those three things and, and we're able to take them with us moving forward, it's insane how much things can turn around. And so all of my circumstances have not since changed. Like there are still things that are being rebuilt. But what's so interesting is when you watch these shows, these incredible shows where beautiful homes are built and there's a demolition first, what happens is the paint is stripped, the drywall comes down, and then what happens? Boom, something plows through. That was weird. <laughs> something plows through, and then what? You get to rebuild. So it's insane that I've watched this rebuilding in my life, and I felt it from the inside out. Like I have felt over the last two years that me as a human has been stripped down and rebuilt. And I don't know if that's where you find yourself or if you relate to that. Um, but, you know, I, I felt like, okay, Jesus, I have nothing. You're the only thing I had left. So you know what I did with my COVID-filled body? I reached for the Bible in my bed because I sleep with it every night. And, and that was it. That was everything I had. And that changed me. And that just shifted me and that sustained me. I told Jacob recently that when I was really young, I heard this preacher who, this really, really tiny woman, she was 80 years old, and she had cancer, and it was terrible. And everyone around her was praying healing over her and doing what they felt best and taking her to the best doctors, and they all had the best intentions. But what this woman did was she took her Bible, she put it on the ground, she stepped on it and said, you know what? God, I stand on your word because it is the only thing between me and death. So I stand on it. So I want you to know right now you don't need to be religious about it you don't I'm not even telling you to open your Bible I don't care if you do that that's between you and the Lord but what I do care about is if you, it's you and death whether that looks like emotional or physical 
or in your spirituality or if you feel like there's any level of death or destruction or, and it feels like that because you're in the middle of a demolition before being rebuilt, take your Bible on it, stand on it and say, you know what? If it's me and death, I stand on the word of God and watch you not go into death emotionally, spiritually, intellectually, whatever that looks like. I promise you. And like I said, vulnerability is so important. When I felt like all my relationships were shifting and my childhood friends or people I had clung to for a long time or whatever, my relationship there was no longer healthy or sustaining me or whatever that looks like, God brought new people in. And you know what? He brought people in that I could be vulnerable with. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Testimony often comes with talking. So if you don't have people in your life that you can be vulnerable with, find them. And you know what? Get vulnerable with Jesus. It's a buzzword because it's important. It's a buzzword because it matters. Like vulnerability is so important. I lived 21 years of my life not being vulnerable. And I missed out on so much. And I don't want to live another day where I miss out on anything else. Where I miss out on anything more, right? Like who wants that? That's not, why do you want someone in your life if you can't be vulnerable with them anyway? There's no room for that. There's someone else that wants you. There's something else that wants you. There's someone else that wants you. There's an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit that wants you. And so I promise you, if you, if he is your best friend, if he's your everything, everything in your world can be falling apart, but you'll feel so fulfilled. You'll be in such an incredible place. Like, if you don't have a friend in the world, open your Bible. Like, find someone whose story you can kind of relate with, you know? It's obviously thousands of years old, and it may not be completely relevant. There's, like, it, there's not a TikTok in it, but there's something else that you can relate to, you know? So, anyway, all that to say, um, I would just say that if your world is blowing up or it has blown up over the last two years, know that there is always a blowing up before a breakthrough and know that God is going to do something and that this is not the end. If it's between you and death, there's the word. There's intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. There's vulnerability with community. If God has uprooted things or people or whatever it looks like over the last two years, the ground is now prepared for new roots to run even deeper. And so I just, I just want to leave that with you. I hope it helps somebody. That's been my life the last two years, and I love all of you. Happy 2022. Thank you, Sierra. Come on, we got people preaching up here. And Sierra, I am so moved by that. I am moved by everyone tonight, and I am, I'm kind of a very shy person, but I also have a lot to say, and like what you had to say about vulnerability really made me just stand up. It really moved me, so I wanted to share my story. I know Sarah's smiling right now. Um, She wanted me to come up here last year like AJ, and I am just so shy, so I didn't do it, but here I am. Um, I am a person who struggles with a lot of anxiety, and so I know that's like a pretty common thing in YA, and I just wanted to share a little about that, and I feel like I'm standing here shaking, but I'm pushing through it. And I <laughs> I wanted to share specifically about this beautiful light right in front of me, Miss Sarah. She has changed my life, and I feel like that's Jesus bringing her to me and bringing through her like so much community and light and love in my life. Um, I met Sarah a couple years ago now uh, because we're both swimmers. And so I was swimming at the pool, 
at the gym and I went in one day and I had to see Sarah and her friends swimming and she's so talented if you don't know. <laughs> she is. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> Um, she is very talented and I was like, whoa, she's so amazing and I could just see her light. Um, and I had to talk to her and I finally one day I was like, are you like a professional swimmer or something? Like you're so good. And she's like, no, like just grew up swimming. And then we got to talking and she told me how she works here and I thought she was amazing and it felt really special. And then I'd see her a few more times. So I was um, in a, working at a place that I really didn't like. I was really unhappy pre-COVID and then I met Sarah and someone at my work was like you are so sweet do you like know a lot of young people in your area and I'm like mm, yeah kind of like was lacking community and she was like you need to go to this place at Calvary they have all these young adults and I was like okay and I thought of Sarah and I was like I need to see her like we hadn't connected yet like with phone numbers or anything so I was like I hope to see her soon I go to the gym that night and she wasn't there but as I was leaving there she was walking in and I was like oh got to talk to her so I was like hi hi and we talked a little bit then I walked away without saying anything about YA and I stopped like I felt something physically stop me and was like turn around say something to her so I went up to her and was like hey like I would love to go and she was so welcoming included me and like I've always sat with Sarah and I love it she describes it as like comfy little mess here <laughs> um, but yeah since then though I feel like I've grown so much as a person and like in community and small group has been huge like so many amazing women to walk with and my life has really transformed in so many ways and I really see Jesus's hand in so many ways like from having a hard time living with family during COVID, realizing I needed to move, and seeing him finding exactly the place for me that's also not really perfect. But I look at things as like stepping stones and like you're not gonna jump to like the next best thing, um, next perfect thing, but you can jump to the next best thing. Um, and so I've seen signs like, you know, my grandma um, passed and she's like my guardian angel and her name's Ramona. And when I was looking for a place, uh, this place popped up in my hometown, very close to where my parents and I grew up, and they're moving at this time, so it's kind of cool that the place happened to be off Ramona, like right her name, and it's also the same numbers as my house growing up, one, two, three, two, so I was like, whoa, like this is him, and it's been a challenging time in this space, but it's also been a really good place to grow, and like even though it's not perfect, I have my community, and like a thing I wanted to share too is like the light and the love that I see in this community. Like I feel like it can be seen in the people and the faces and the smiles and like the joy that I feel like sharing and being in community. So I just feel like that's him moving in the biggest way in my life. And I'm still learning a lot, but I'm growing a lot. And Jesus has a huge part in that. And I'm looking to his word more and looking to him more than I ever have. And I love that. And I think Sarah's been a huge catalyst of that for me. So has YA in this community. So I came up and I spoke. So here I am. <laughs> we love you, Michelle. I did not pay her to say that, I promise. <laughs> but I do love you. <laughs> Woo! Okay. Hey, everyone. I'm Christina. Um, 
I didn't have big goals this year. I just wanted to eat dessert and do my skincare routine every day. And I did. That's what I did all year. <laughs> if you're wondering where I was. Um, so I was writing down all my wins for this year and I just made a list of them. Um, I've always wanted to like get purple hair, so I did that. I learned kickboxing. I went on a lot of road trips, concerts. Um, my uncle got COVID and he recovered, which was, the odds were so low and it was like hard, <laughs> but he recovered. And I adopted their 13-year-old dog. And um, I got promoted at work, which was a huge blessing because um, I, almost like a year before COVID and I testified like two years ago, I think, that I didn't have a job for the longest time. And I think if you're in that place where you're like, what's happening? Because I graduated, I'm literally like from India, I'm here on like student visa, and so I need a job to like continue whatever God's doing here. And so I was just waiting and it was like a year of confusion and a lot of things just, and like Sierra said, like all I had was holding on to God. And I think that's where I really found out like my identity was in God. My home was in God. Like when, when, you, when everything stripped away, it's just like it's through, God, it's through God that we have it, all of that. And so um, that was a huge miracle that I'm here and I celebrated two years in that job and God's been so faithful. Um, but I want to like talk about the wins that no one really sees. And it was like I think over the last five years I've just been um, really healing and I've been brokenhearted and God's been working through so many things like anyone who's ever been through life has things that they're healing from <laughs> and so I just want to talk about healing and um, God talked uh, God uh, spoke to me through this verse it's in Psalm 147:3. it's he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds and um, he just like I've been in the healing process so long that it was like in December that I just felt God say, I'm binding it up. Wow. Like, it's being bound up. Wow. And I've been reading that verse for all the five years that I've been healing. And I've always been like, he heals the brokenhearted. He will heal the brokenhearted. That's what's going to happen. And then he just was like, and he also binds up the wounds. <laughs> and so I, it's not like, like any physical thing that it's like, you know what, this, it's bound up. But I really spiritually felt that. And that it just like the chains fell off. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say that if you're brokenhearted or if you're healing, he's going to bind up that wound. Yeah. He will. Yeah. Um, so my word for 2021, it's, it's not one word, it's four words. It, it was good morning, Holy Spirit. Yes. It's four words. <laughs> but I just took all the spaces off and made it one word. <laughs> so it's good morning, Holy Spirit. And I said that every single morning <laughs> after I prayed, I was like, Good morning, Holy Spirit. And I think because um, I work from home and it's like I wasn't seeing any people. <laughs> so I was like, it just reminded me that I'm not going into this day by myself. And even though every day looks clueless and what's coming up now, um, the Holy Spirit is in us and with us. And we're not going through this day alone. Um, so, yeah, I'm better because of all the low moments that happened this year and I've not been in them by myself and we're not alone and um my testimony for 2021 is that god is faithful Woo. thank you christina Woo. 
Hi guys, um, my name is Jacob. Um, my testimony kind of started uh, last year, actually right there. Um, I got baptized September 10th of 2019 with my twin brother. And um, I guess ever since that moment, kind of my life has been begging the question, well, like in Galatians, it says, walk by the spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And I knew I was dealing with some sort of secret. I didn't know what it was. Um, well, <laughs> I knew what it was, but it took a moment to realize. Um, I had a really bad, uh, I had a really bad sex addiction. And I know I'm speaking to a lot of men in this room. Um, I was sleeping around with girls, um, and I was addicted to uh, pornography. And uh, the beginning of this year kind of marked me confronting that and realizing I really had a problem and a need to be bounded up. Um, so uh, a couple of my friends, we formed a uh, sobriety group, a purity group, and uh, we still meet to this day all year. Um, going one year strong, I guess. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so it, it started with that, but then, um, you know, things just started to fall into place. I guess I started to realize that I had really had other problems that really need to be tended to. Um, some of the problem, some of the problems were, were dealing with shame yeah. and anger. Yeah. Um, in in about April. Um, I met my current girlfriend, Kate, and uh, we, sh for those of you who don't know, uh, she's actually, it just, she's awesome. Please talk to her. Um, but <laughs> um, we have an age gap. Uh, she's 10 years older than I, and I'm um, 21 in nine days, uh, and she's 30, and well, we, uh, we didn't really see that working out, but uh, we got to know each other, and she's really exposed a lot in my heart, uh, some of that being my anger. Um, the verse this week I memorized was uh, James 1, 19, <laughs> um, yeah, where it says, uh, well, it says, um, hear this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be slow to speak, or quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For a man who is angry does not, what is it, <laughs> does not produce the righteousness of God, yes. Um, still memorizing it. Um, <laughs> Wow, there's a lot of pressure up here. Anyways, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess this story's just been exposing a lot this year, um, kind of in my heart. The interesting thing is, uh, if you don't know, I, I, I talked about this with Kate earlier this week. Um, the Greek word for, for soul is uh, pseudo. Um, I guess it means inner person. Um, we have an inner person that we gotta tend to uh, I've gone through a lot of trauma in my life. For those of you, sometimes that just means you've got to tend to that trauma. And you've got to look yourself in the mirror and go, that's not the man you want to be or the woman you want to be. Um, men, if you hear me and take anything away from this message, if you deal with sex addiction or drug addiction, pornography, please come talk to me or 
some of the men in my group, uh, we want to help you. Um, it's a big problem, and it needs to change. And it needs to stop. And if you're a woman, um, please also do the same or form your own group. Um, also, with anger and shame, uh, my God, I mean, it says walk by the Spirit. <laughs> I guess what I'm learning is uh, you've got to walk by the Spirit. You've got to pray. You've got to get in the Word. That's really what's changed everything. I've um, been doing devotionals every morning. Uh, and it's kind of just been this year. Yeah. Uh, this next year, I, I think I'm stepping into a new lesson, which is uh, God will provide. I don't really know if I truly believe that sometimes. I really don't right now. I could be honest with you. I, I'm stepping out. I, I moved out when I was 18. Um, my parents' house. I ended up moving back in because of the pandemic. But I want to step back out, and it's scary. <laughs> Um, that's kind of, we'll see what happens this year, but that's, that's kind of the goal. Um, yeah, I hope that's touched someone. Thank you. Thank you, Jacob. That was amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Hello, my name is Chloe. Can you guys hear me? Hi, Chloe. Hi. Um, thank you for sharing that, because um, honestly, over the course of this, like the past few years of my life, like I struggled a lot with lust. Um, I didn't grow up having a close relationship with my dad or my brother, so I never really knew how to have a relationship with a guy. And so, in my mind, uh, I had to have a relationship with a guy, you know. So I always dated someone. I was always talking to someone. I gave myself away prematurely because I wasn't Christian in high school, and. That hurt a lot, you know, and um, came with a lot of scars and healing. But, um, it, you know, when I chose to, you know, when I made that choice to say, like, okay, I'm saving myself now. Like, I, I want to be pure. Um, it was hard, you know, because all these thoughts, like, you know, you see attractive people and, and you just get these lusts. And it's like, I hate, I hate these thoughts, you know, I hate these these ideas and these images that I get in my head, and it's just like, it's like, it's not my own, but I know it's it's the lust in my heart that kind of just come forward. And so I've really always struggled with that. I've, I've literally, it's been impossible for me to have a relationship with a guy without seeing some type of like romantic future down, down the road. And it's been hard. It's like literally like it bounding, you know, like I was enslaved to it. Um, and I don't know what happened over this year, but I can, and I, I can't tell you what happened but like I can, and it's amazing. Like I, <laughs> like, I see, I see men and young men who, who are attractive, and I can say I, I admire their beauty and you know the looks that God's gave them. But I, I see them as a brother now, and that's never been I've never been able to say that, and I'm so thankful. And I can't. I can't think of a day that it happened, which is over the year. Like, God has moved in my heart. I don't know how or, or where, and I've been anxious this whole time because I don't know if I should share this or not, but I am. Um, so thank you for everyone who's been encouraging and, and for being vulnerable. Um, yeah, that's it. Woo! Thank you, Chloe. Thank you. My name's Matt. Can you hear me? Is this? Yeah, yeah okay, we can cool. hear you. Uh, yeah, I didn't really plan on doing this. I 
I usually just sit there and I'm just like, you know, that's cool listening and stuff like that. But you know, what? I just really felt a calling to come up here, which I feel like doesn't happen that often because I feel like I need to address something that's been going on a lot. Uh, I deal a lot with like death and I feel like that's something that's not addressed terribly often, like in the church even. I mean, obviously it is, you know, we all die and go to heaven and all that. <laughs> but, um, but like, I'm talking more about like grief, you know, my dad died suddenly when I was 12 and this past year has been kind of crazy too, like, you know, end of last year, going on this year, at least like three of my relatives died. Uh, this year alone, two of my friends died. And so it's been a lot, man. But, you know, um, it's a journey. And, you know, it's a whole lot. But, you know, trusting God through it all, that's been one of the things that's saved my life, honestly. And, you know, John fifteen sixteen says, for you did not choose me, but I appointed you so that you may bear fruit, fruit that will last. So that what you have, whatever you ask for in my name the Lord will give to you. And I feel like that says a couple things. Like one, if something's on your heart and you know you want to ask God of something, he'll listen to you. Yeah. He listens to you. Also, that means you have a purpose also. I feel like, yeah, I've been dealing with a you know, crud ton of death in my life, but I feel like someone needs to hear this tonight. But you know, like, you know, you're not alone in grieving. It sucks, but you know what? God's there for you. And I'm a really musical guy. One of the song lyrics that's hit with me this year says like, but I'm not dead yet, so I guess I'll be all right. Which sounds awfully similar to, if I'm not dead, you're not done. Yes. You know? Wow. And that's something that I've been living by this year. That's, you know, been so powerful in my life. And yeah, you know, talk to me. You know, you're not alone if you're out there grieving. Get help. I have an awesome small group that I open up to all the dang time. <laughs> and, you know, also therapy's awesome. Yes. You know, like that's also helped me and, you know, just have a good support system if you're going through anything. But praise God where he put me. Thank you, Matt. That's a really good word. Thank you so much. Wait, just kidding. We don't do that in church. Come on. <laughs> hey, Marina. Hi, guys. Um, my name is Marina. I'm a junior in college. Um, I've been going away for about a year. No, 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 a little over two years. Um, so I was back in the high school room. Um, I think like the summary of my testimony is kind of ties into like John 15, 16 was the verse, um, that God found me and I did not find God because there's really no reason why I should have started going to church because um, I didn't grow up Christian. Um, my family was not Christian. I kind of went to church like scarcely throughout my life, but um, yeah, uh, the first semester of college, I went to Moore Park. Um, I kind of had just gotten rejected from all of my dream schools. That kind of hurt, um, and then I was overcome with um, severe cystic acne, which is not fun, which is like the, I think like less than 1% of acne patients or whatever, but um, I was basically like waking up every day not wanting to get out of bed, and God kept bringing me to church, and I didn't get it, and I didn't understand it. I saw people like, you know, raising their hands and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> um, but I kept coming and that was not me. That was God. That was all God. Um, and then, yeah, just um, growing with him closer and closer. And I think like in the last year I transferred to UCLA. So this is my yeah. first quarter there. Um, and I kind of had this ideal picture that I was going to meet all these amazing friends and like, I don't know, just like build a really strong Christian community there because I had such a strong community here. Um, but that did not happen. 
I basically got like really sick the first two weeks of school, so I missed all of the welcome week, like all the transfer events and stuff, so I had a really hard time meeting people and making friends. Um, and so it was pretty lonely being at school, but um, yeah, Satan kept trying to tell me like, Marina, like you're a loser, like why aren't you like out with friends? But honestly, I was overcome with so much peace about it and so much like, like I know that this is where God wants me and it wasn't my fault I got sick, but I did. <laughs> um, and I remember like one, this is like the last few weeks of school, um, and I'm studying math, so I was in, like, my last lecture for my math class, and the professor was like, oh, like, this lecture is not going to be on the final, so this is just, like, for fun or whatever, and I got, like, so excited, like, I literally started tearing up, I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is so fun, I get to, like, learn some math that, like, I don't have to stress about, and in that moment, I was like, wow, like, God really has me where he wants to, me to be, yeah, and, like, on paper, like, it didn't really make sense, I was like, all my friends left and are having a great time. Like, I'm kind of lonely. I'm not having, like, that classic college experience, I guess. Like, um, yeah, you know, pretty lonely. But I just trust that God has me where he wants me to be. Um, and I am, I think a blessing with not being Christian for that long is that, like, you know, I've spent the first 18 years of my life not knowing Christ and two years knowing Christ. And, you know, I can see what he's done so clearly. It's like, it feels like yesterday. But, um, yeah, I just discerning what the devil tells me and what Christ says and how those don't match up and how I was believing every single lie from the devil in high school. Like, I would have nights in high school where I would just, like, I would cry myself to sleep but, like, tell myself things that were such lies. But I was like, oh, yeah, it's just, I'm just getting it out of my system. Like, Marina, like, nobody likes you, this and that. Like, awful things I was telling myself. And the devil was telling me, like, that's good for you. Like, it's good you're getting out your emotions. But I didn't know that, like, for years and years that was, like, ingraining lies into my heart and like I believed those for so long and God has just like you know kickboxed every lie <laughs> and it's great yeah um and also I just I remember like the first testimony that I saw fall of 2019 or December 2019 um it just had such an impact on me so y'all should come up here and share your story thank you Marina Hi, everyone. Hello. A lot of you don't know who I am, so let me introduce myself. <laughs> Hi, Tyler. <laughs> I don't actually like you. I just pretend to like you, Tyler. <laughs> My name's Gamini. Um, the reason a lot of you haven't seen me is because I'm actually a guest here. I'm actually in high school. So I made it. I snuck in here. Um, and I wasn't even, I had no idea when I got up today I would be here. I just saw a movie with my friends and they were going to YA. And I was like, you know what, am I going to go home? Nah, I'll just sneak into YA and see if I can sneak in. <laughs> so I, I guess I made it. But I don't think I'm here by accident. And I should probably set a timer for myself or I'm just going to ramble incoherently. <laughs> At the top of this year, I really empathize with what you said, AJ. I had like a few goals I set for myself. Like in 2021, I'll do A, B, C, et cetera. I've done none of it, <laughs> done none of it. And if we could back up, for the last three years or so, on and off, I haven't really been that public about this. So if you do know me here, I'm about to drop a bomb on you. So just fair warning. 
But over the last three years, I've struggled with very severe depression, just utter despair. And honestly, like starting about like a year ago or so, on and off, not like consistently, but on and off, there have been lengthy seasons in my life where I've wanted to die. Honestly, as recently as this week, I've thought about ending it all, honestly. But um, lately one thing God's been talking to me about and just showing me is um, a bit of my life story. When I was born, I was born a month early. And I, I will, I, and, um, but for like a fluke, I probably would have died before I was born. Like, long story. So like God saved me out of that. Then when I was very young, Many, pe many people who know me don't know this, but um, like you, Tyler, I was put on the autism spectrum. And I was like, I couldn't speak. But God touched my mind and partially healed me, honestly. And I'm here. And it occurred to me the other day, I haven't really, autism has really been something I just haven't had to think about. Like, it just hasn't really existed in my life. And so many of my fellow brothers and sisters in that community don't have that luxury. And I honestly feel like God did that for a reason. So I'm rambling a little bit, but what I'm basically trying to say is, and I'm not really quite sure if I believe this, but I know it's true. In this next year, some of you are going to go through really hard times. And I know it's supposed to be encouragement, but some of you are probably going to be depressed. And honestly, some of you may want to die this next year. But just know that God's there, even in like the darkest moments. And that my darkest moments where I just wanted nothing more than to die. God has met me. Yeah. And he didn't, and it's not like he took away the thoughts that I wanted to die. But he just kept me alive. Yeah. Like he stayed my hand. Yeah. It's a little difficult to explain, but he just like stayed my hand. So mm -hmm. I just say hang in there. Yeah. Be strong. God is with you. And I definitely empathize with what you said. Jacob, um, walk by the Spirit. Yeah. And the key word there is by the spirit. Just depend on him. Yeah. Don't try and do it. Don't try and just do it all on your own. Just yeah. rest in him. Yeah. There's a song that says, I will rest. This song you sing so great, Jacob. I will rest in the father's hands. Leave it all in the father's hands. Yeah. And uh, if you do that, I can't promise you you'll feel great. Because honestly, I've kind of felt like I've been like in a greater knowledge of being with, related with the Holy Spirit for a year, and honestly, during that time, I've had some of the worst depression of my life. So I'm not saying that you're gonna like, it's gonna like fix everything for you guys. But, it, but even if you fall, it'll give you a soft landing when you fall. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to say. I hope it blessed someone, I hope someone liked it. Yeah. Um, God bless you. Thank you, Kamini. 
All right, Ethan and Ethan, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you close this out. All no pressure. Right. Though. You could All say the pressure is anything. on. <laughs> well, I've been coming to YA for like four years, so I've never done this. So <laughs> excited to do it. Uh, well, basically, at the start of this year, uh, I was really just like anxious about the stuff that was up in the air and uncertain about the year, and then things just got worse than that. Uh, I ended up catching COVID in February and then having like long-term symptoms for like four months afterwards where I couldn't think straight and I kept like beating myself up like I keep failing at things I can't focus I can't do all of this and it was hard to go through and I've also had stuff like I was living in a house that was under construction for two months I've had commute like half an hour and it's like all these things that have been weighing on me but then I got to the end of the year and I'm fine and like I went through all of that stuff and God still carried me and also gave me some, probably some of the best memories I've ever had in my entire life through all that. And I've grown through that too. And I, like I've, I started out the year kind of like as AJ was saying, where I, feel I have lots of goals and all these things I want to accomplish myself to like be this great person, do some great thing while I'm here. And then just through all that stuff where I couldn't think straight and I had all these things come up, like my plate was full and then God threw more on it just to make me realize like, Basically, it all comes down, one time I went camping in the desert this summer, and we just, like, stared at the night sky with no moon out, and I was just taken aback by, like, the universe is this huge, big thing. Like, like I could just imagine how huge it was, and the same God that created that just loves me yeah. and created me for a reason, created all of us for a reason, and, like, made things like music and all these, I don't know, good stuff in life, mm -hmm. and yet I, like, get mad when someone cuts me off in traffic or, like, stress about, like finishing this project on time even though I almost always do like all these things that I stress about for no reason I miss out on like just family and friends and focusing too much on myself and really that's been the biggest lesson I've taken away this year is that God's always carried me and he always will like even through all the hard times and the more I can focus less on myself and more on other people and the things he's placed here for us the happier I've been, so why not do that more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Ethan. Yeah, really, thank you, everyone who was bold enough to share. Like, I am so encouraged. I know that's a very simple statement that a lot of you are feeling right now. And if you're sitting there and you're like, I wanted to share, you're like, I was this close. Um, it doesn't have to be on stage. Like, share with someone by the end of the night. Write it down at the very least to look back and encourage yourself, encourage someone else. Like, every day really is an opportunity to speak on what Jesus is doing. And you'll, like, again, you won't run out of material with God. He's that good. Um, but with that, um, we're, I'm going to pray. We're going to close out just in one more song. So if band, you want to make your way back up. Um, but if you'll just join me in thanking God for, for this time. Just one song. Just one song. I mean, we could stay here. It's We could go all night. Sorry, Brian's for watching me <laughs> from at home. Um, if you guys would join me in prayer. Um, Lord God, thank you so much for tonight. Wow. I think it's just amazing the way that you move, the way that you move beyond what we expect or feel or think. God, thank you that you're faithful. God, thankful, thank you that you're faithful in the areas, God, that we haven't even seen you be faithful in yet. Um, Lord, I just pray that the encouragement, both spoken, even 
personally, God, from each person over their own lives and over their friends in this room, God, would give us the encouragement to go forward into tomorrow and into 2022, um, knowing that you are the same God, that you are just as faithful, you are just as kind, that there's no place beyond your redemptive power. Um, So, Lord, I just thank you that you meet us in our darkest moments. You love us when we're at our worst, and you celebrate with us, God, even if we accomplish zero goals. Um, So, Lord, would you help shape our vision for this next year, God? And would that vision be simple? Would it just be to be fixed on you and to know more of you, Lord? So I just pray that we as a community um, would come back this time next year knowing more of you, more of your heart towards us and our lives, God. Uh, But, Lord, we just simply thank you that you are exactly who you say you are. And we love you. And we pray these things in your name. Amen.